For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from the Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store. It's, uh, what's up, everybody? It's 2 o'clock, but it's never too late for morning gratitude with the mayor. So good to see you guys again. Man, I love NXS. All right, guys, we'll get right into this. I know everyone's at their lunch break and doing what they're doing, but I am so happy to see you guys again. And um, you know what? I love badass women. And when I say badass women, I'm not talking about like over-sexualized. I'm not talking about any of that stuff. I'm talking about women who step into their purpose and make things happen. Um, I love, I, I, I admire that. My One of the biggest influences in my life were my grandmother and my mother. And like I, I just adore them, of course, but I mean, I admire them and look up to them. And, you know, my mother is somebody that I consider a friend and I am inspired when women step out of that role of being like the, the I look, I mean, I, I, I may be out of line here, but when women just say, this is me, this is who I'm going to be. And if you choose to be a stay at home mom, good for you. God bless you. But when a woman steps up and she is being who she's supposed to be and she is going out to change the world. I get all jacked up and I get excited. Um, our next guest is an extreme badass woman. Um, she is, this is, I, I was reading her bio and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so freaking cool. Um, and I'm just honored to have her on the show today. And you guys are going to get a huge kick out of this. Um, Deborah, Rachel Kagan is our guest, and I could not be more excited to have her on the show. Smoy, it means the world to me uh, that you referred her to be on this show and this platform uh, for her to make a huge announcement. So this is exciting for me. I'm, I'm excited just to, to learn from her, to hear from her, and I think that you guys are going to absolutely fall in love with her. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Deborah Rachel Kagan to the show and everybody's standing up clapping. I can't wait to have a studio audience. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I kicked her out. I kicked... <laughs> I I accidentally kicked you off the show. <laughs> trying to... There's just so much energy and excitement, you know? I get it. I get it. I, I, get my, I work myself up into a tizzy before every show where I just start sweating because I get all jacked up. And I... Oh my gosh, I am I am so excited to have you on the show. Do I call you Deborah or Rachel or De- Deborah Rachel Kagan? What do just, I call you? You just call me Deborah and I first of all thank you so much for having me on your show and you know sharing your platform with me and um you know making this possible. It means the world to me anytime I get to, you know, speak and share um in on a, you know, platform and um 
And I, God, hearing you say that, you know, your grandmother, my middle name, Rachel, is my great uh, grandmother. You know, I was named after my great grandmother. And the lineage of women that I do come from um, is quite extraordinary, um, quite extraordinary. So my grandmother was my everything. Um, and by the way, when I heard that you play in excess, look, you and I are just meeting, but you're so you're clearly tapped in because the very first concert I ever went to in my life, like, you know, well, I went to by myself um, was in excess. Really? <laughs> I swear I was in boarding school. It was my freshman year and we got to go out on like a field trip to this concert and they were playing a small venue and it blew my mind. You know, it was just so alive and I love music. Uh, I don't want to get off topic, but that I no, love it. No, it, <laughs> I can talk in excess all day long. I wish I could play them every day, but yeah. there's some people that get annoyed at me when I do. I, I love it. I mean, NXS Kick, it was just a timeless album. God, we're getting off topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, so, first things first. What are you grateful for today, Deborah? Um, wow, I do my best to practice gratitude every day. You know, some days are, are uh, more simple to flow into that than others. And, you know, today, um, today I'm really grateful for community. Um, I'm really, really grateful for community. I just came from my sort of business mastermind community. I was with them all yesterday and you know, this morning, and then this whole new community with you. And I'm grateful for community because without a strong and empowering community and left to our own devices, it's not a pretty picture. At least that's been my experience. And I'm very grateful for community um, in, in small ways and in you know, large ways. I, I, I love that, and I actually just had this conversation. I had a side conversation with somebody I interviewed yesterday, and we were talking about community and collaboration. And you are a leader, and we're going to get into what you have going on in just a second, but you are a leader. You are a speaker. You are somebody, and never mind the bulldog growling in the background. Uh, <laughs> that's the joys of having a home studio. Um, yeah. But – you are in a position of authority, but yet everything you just spoke about was community. So do yeah. you believe, I'm, I'm going to guess here, but you believe in collab, the power of collaboration. Am I right? Well, 100%. Absolutely. I mean, you know, everything I do and, and really when I look back in my life, you know, you don't wake up when you're a little girl and go, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a mojo recovery specialist. Right? <laughs> not really a job title that you know is offered or people talk about right but right when I look back and and i start to trace the steps and i really encourage all of you to be thinking about you know all the steps that have led you to where you are today there's no mistakes and including the rough spots right they help us to grow but for me when i look back i literally was gathering community since i was the age of six or seven We'd having like sleepover parties with the girls and I would gather the girls, you know, usually under the sleep sofa in whose ever house we were in and we'd get make like a tent or this fortress and we would talk about, you know, we would talk about the whole Barbie situation and what's Ken doing and why does Barbie have the, and we would literally, I would start these conversations about like being a woman, you know, but being a girl back then. 
and then at summer camp when puberty hit right that just transformed to community in the rafters in the in this in the summer cabins you know at sleepaway camp and we would talk about our bodies and we would talk about you know what was changing and it was always of interest to me so community has when i look back has been something that's been very important and I, you know i think when um I'm very open about my story and certainly why I do what I do. But, you know, when you grow up in a very functionally dysfunctional household, um, uh, as I did, I moved seven times by the time I was 14. Um, my mom's second husband, it was an abusive household, you know, so that wasn't a safe space. And I, I learned at a young age, A, you know, you got to, number one, watch out for yourself and take care of stuff and, like, find community where there is some semblance of health and love and the stuff that is not happening at home. And I think that really was a big influence on um, finding and building and, and always wanting to surround myself with community. So how did, so you're now launching the Ignite Your Mojo tour uh, late this month. Well, we are late this month. Yeah. Um, how did you go from, like, how did you get there? Because to, to put together any type of tour, especially national, like there's got to be a deep-seated passion. It's not just about money. It's not just about fame. Like there's something like in your life, and I know you alluded to it a little bit, but to me, there's got to be some point in your life, there was a breaking point where you said no more that allowed you to launch into this person that you are now. Can you Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, there were, you know, there were different moments of no more and different pinnacles and, and, and pieces. But the, the one that led to what everybody sees now, you know, right. uh, was 10 years ago. And it was in New Orleans at something called the, it was the 10th anniversary of a campaign called V-Day. Now, V-Day is a global organization to end violence against women and girls founded by Eve Ensler, who's the playwright of the Vagina Monologues. And I uh, had seen the first iteration of V-Day in Los Angeles back in 98 and just was like, oh, my goodness, you know, what is this thing that someone's using the word vagina in the title? I got to go. <laughs> you know? I was like so excited. <laughs> so, so anyway, I followed her. And then there was this huge event in New Orleans in 2008. And, and picture this. You're walking into the Superdome. The Superdome. Right. And the entrance is decorated as a large vagina. So to me, I was like, oh, my God. And I was by myself. Now about 25,000 people were attending this event. But I wow. walked into that, you know, entryway of the Superdome, the way they had decorated it. And I was just like, oh, I'm walking into the Mother Dome, you know. And then I got what I affectionately call a shove from above. I literally felt energy and electricity move through my body. I, it stopped me in my tracks. It was that powerful. And all of a sudden I heard, Deborah, it is time to get up off your ass. Because my people use curse words. And they <laughs> said, it's time to get up off your ass and do the work with women. And I said, look, I don't exactly know what you want me to do. And I'm listening. So... I had an extraordinary experience at that event. It was two days, very moving. Eve Ensler said from the stage, there are seeds being planted in all of you here today. You do not know how they're gonna manifest, and mm -hmm. they will. 
And I'll, I'll never forget that because it really, like, I could feel the, my insides, like, like being tilled, you know, like this, this field that was getting ready to sprout and grow stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and I came home from that event and I was in, you know, I live in Los Angeles and went to a cafe with a girlfriend and I said, I'm starting... I'm starting a, a women's group out of my living room. I was like, oh, you know, we're just going to do this. And so I started this women's group and it was intentionally to have a space for women to talk about our bodies, intimate relating, um, sexuality, sensuality, to, to um, you know, break our silence or any shame around those areas, sure. literally to become empowered. And so that's how it happened. And, and then, you know, I, I think I did one of the smartest things I ever did, which was connect with a business coach. Um, and she really helped me to transform my former business, which for 13 years, I had been a professional feng shui consultant. And so everybody knew Deborah Kagan as a feng shui consultant. And so we made this transition from that into this women's work where now it's you know, the mojo and I created you know, this whole acronym and use mojo with the four pillars. And, um, yeah. And, and so that's how it started. That's how it started. I, I, I like that a lot. Um, but the whole, as you're talking and you're talking about gathering women and, 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 and offering a safe space, how much are, are you teaching women how to communicate with men? Because, I think about some of the problems that I've had in relationships and in, and just in the, in the battles of like trying to understand what the hell a woman's trying to say <laughs> as with, I'm sure that men, you know, and it goes both ways. Like we speak different languages, We do, but you are going in so deep in, in such a way, the way that you're teaching people, uh, women to be able to express themselves. Are you, are you, are you also teaching them how to talk to men or are you working with couples? What are you doing there? Yeah, no. So no, I have a very good friend who has a wonderful business called communication magic with men. And so she's She's brilliant. So right. everybody can go to uh, her for that. That's not what I teach specifically. Okay. Really, You know what, what, what we look at and what we're looking at with the work that I share is very much about reclaiming your confidence feeling amazing in your own skin, which literally means becoming embodied, right. right? When you become embodied, you have power, you have presence, you have a magnetism about you. And all of that allows you to have more success in the areas that you want to be successful. Sure. You, know, you mentioned it's like, Hey, if you want to be a stay at home mom, that is one of the most noble full-time jobs, you know, it's so hard. I couldn't have even imagined, I, you know, that's not what I chose in this lifetime. I bowed down to those women. And the fact of the matter is being a stay at home mom is really more masculine in nature. What? Okay? Being a stay at home mom is actually more masculine in nature. Now that's now that now I'm bringing into the conversation here qualities of energy so okay. the work that i share the basis of it is that everything is energy right i've spent 25 years studying in metaphysical studies embodiment practices and the the quantum physics you know they've now proven to us that everything really is energy which i'm so happy that we have that to back up you know all of us who you know take the woo and the practical and put it out there um but when we look at energy, there are two qualities. It's not genders, right? So there's masculine, feminine. 
You've heard of yin and yang, right? Right. Yes, yes. So, so these are two qualities. Now, everybody has both of these qualities of energy. Everything has these qualities. You know, we can look at geography. Um, you know, originally, I'm from New York City. Incredibly masculine town skyscrapers, you know, the streets, everything's a grid, you know, it's A to B until you get to the West Village and then a little feminine flow <laughs> kind of goes in. But it's true. It's the one, you know, and it's interesting, right, that the West Village became, you know, the gay part of town back in the day, but it's the only part of Manhattan where the streets are, have a little bit of a flow, right? There's, you lose that grid effect and there are just lower buildings there. So it's really interesting. There's more feminine energy in that little pocket of um, Manhattan just by its structure, okay? And then you go to a place like Hawaii, right? And it's all lush and the green and the, you know, vibrancy in the ocean and aloha vibes. And it's like, hello, feminine. You know, you can't, you, you can't help but just sink into the juicy yum of Hawaii. Like that's feminine energy. That's why I wear a skirt when I'm there. Come on. Yeah, it doesn't make total sense. That, oh, I mean, it's not a skirt. The grass, you know, whatever. Your, your hula skirt. Yeah, yeah. It's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Yes. I don't know about the makeup part, but that's another story. Anyway. It's all right. You know, it's, 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 you're expressing yourself. <laughs> I'm kidding. But by the way, I'm, I'm totally kidding. Um, anyway, I'm so sorry. Keep going. No, no, no. So, you know, like, and then you come to a place like L.A., which is a beautiful blend of the masculine and the feminine, right? There's the grid of some of the streets, but then there's the hills and we have the ocean. So it's really a lovely mixture. So again, when we think about masculine feminine, we think we really, I, I wanna just impart and share and invite all of the viewers to consider that this energy is everywhere. And inside you, you have both. Now, you lean, all of us lean towards one more than the other the majority of women on the planet, like they, their essence is more feminine in nature. Majority, not all. Um, the majority of men on this planet, right? They lean more towards masculine in their core, in your nature, right? But we all have moments of both. Like there's so going back to the original comment of being a stay-at-home mom, you know, you're getting the food ready, getting the kids dressed, getting them out to school. I mean, it's, you know, kind of drill. Like psychiatrists. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's very A to B. It's very linear and it's very task oriented, which is very much more in the masculine energy that you run through your body. Okay. I didn't know that. Wow. So, and the thing that's happened for so many women, and this is what I see with most of the women that come to work with me, and for sure <laughs> this happened to me, which is why I got so compelled to, to heal myself first and then help others. It's, you know, we have this epidemic that I consider it's the masculinization of women. And it's, it's frankly, it's harmed our um, endocrine systems. It's stressed out our adrenals. It's thrown women into early perimenopause. It has hurt relationships. You were talking about, you know, just we speak different languages. Because when a woman's in her masculine and, you know, and a, and a man's in his masculine and they want to be having a romantic relationship and the woman is desiring a man who's in his masculine, 
there's this law of polarity. So if it's two masculine energies together, maybe you could have fun at a sports game. Maybe you could strategize. You could build a great empire, right? Um, but it's not going to be really sexy or sensual. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so there's a lot of, in terms of the work that I offer and that I do with my clients and that I teach at these, you know, uh, women's weekends I do and the tour I'm about to go on, I really help women to, number one, just have an understanding of a powerful feminine. Because there's a lot of us, and again, I include myself in this back in the day, who when we think about feminine, we think that, wow, that's not powerful. I don't want to be feminine. I don't want people to take advantage of me. I don't want to get, you know, wool pulled over my eyes, right? I need to right. be strong. So um, there's a level of ownership of your feminine energy that comes with an incredible amount of power and strength. And that's something that, you know, it's like you got to try on and, and get comfortable with and learn to maneuver and navigate with it before you become skillful. Wow. <laughs> I, I have to say, I have a friend that has often spoke about the the masculine and the feminine exactly the way you described it, but it sounded so funny coming from his mouth that I really had a hard time understanding it. What you're saying makes a lot of sense to me, and I really, really appreciate you sharing all of this. What what would you say in your experience working with women is the the one thing, like if you were to average it out, what is the one thing that holds women back from being who they are supposed to be? Um, shame, fear of being uh, ridiculed, fear of uh, uh, fear of, of not being accepted. Do you know that men have the same stuff? Yeah. It's crazy, <laughs> it's, right? It's kind of a human condition. Right. We all, you know, we all pretty much go down to, you know, this fear, like the need to be um, liked, loved, uh, you know, accepted and f feeling like we're not good enough. Sure. And everybody has some level of that. And I think, you know, for women, especially, you know, th there's obviously the, the whole Me Too movement, the Time's Up movement, which I'm so excited about, um, really. And I know that the pendulum is swinging really far to one side and but that's what has to happen when change occurs, it's right? It's balance going to out. Wing really far, and then it's going to balance out. But, you know, it's really, I think we're at this gorgeous time in our culture where women's voices are being welcomed in that, hey, this is what happened to me. And it, most women, I'm not going to say all, but because I've met one or two along the, the way that haven't had a, a negative experience in that way. But most women have had that experience. And it, man, it shuts your mojo down, right? And your mojo is your life force. It's your, it's your vitality. It's, it's, it's literally what people feel from you before you ever open your mouth. And mm -hmm. when you're disconnected from that power and you're disconnected from that life force, it's very challenging um, to uh, let alone create anything, but it's very challenging to feel confident about who you are and then ask for what you want or, you know, really go for the relationship with the person that you, th you really want, but you think, oh, they're not really going to like me, right? Yeah. It, it just has, it ripples into so many different areas. And have you ever read the book, um, Think and Grow Rich? Yes, I have. So there's this phenomenal chapter, and I remember, I mean, the whole book is so 
good. You know, it's like, it's a must read. I have my mentorship ladies read it. Um, we actually do a book club and, uh, and we had some great conversations about this. But chapter 11 is all about the power of what he calls sexual transmutation. Now, before we get all like, oh my gosh, we're talking about sex. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about your mojo. He's talking about life force. He's talking about what we, in the world of martial arts, you know, or even feng shui, talk about as chi, ki. You know, in yoga, we talk about it as the word prana. Whatever you call it, it's the same stuff. It's life force, right? And we all have it. We're all born with it. it never goes away. But he says, when you learn to transmute that energy, then when you, and you tap into it and you really use it, that's the special sauce. That's when you can really create a rich, abundant life. Um, and he's got this quote that says, like, those who lack the, um, you know, the mojo will never be enthusiastic nor inspire others with enthusiasm. Right? So it's a good call to learn about your mojo and to tap into it. So let's talk about the Ignite Your Mojo Tour. Yes. Let, let's, let's talk about it. Tell us, tell us, I mean, we have an idea now why you were inspired to do it. Let's just talk about the tour. What's going to happen there? Why should women attend it? Because I'm, I have the feeling that I'm not allowed to go. Yes, so it's why right. should, <laughs> probably for the best. Um, but tell us, why should women come to this? Well, look, the Ignite Your Mojo Tour is literally, the, the impetus is going, again, sort of a grassroots movement. Um, people would say, hey, are you coming to my area to, to talk at all? Or will you do an event in my area? Um, and I was like, well, I'd love to, but, you know, let's figure this out. And, and so, you know, my team and I were talking, like, what could we do this year to shake it up? And we yeah. thought, well let's just put her on tour, you know? <laughs> so, so, um, and you know, I like the whole rock star thing. So it was just fun. We thought let's create this tour. And it's literally an opportunity for women to get a, a taste, a bite, you know, an experience of what it's like to really tap into your mojo. I mean, it's not like your entire world is going to change right from this event because it's a two and a half, sometimes a three hour experience on each tour stop. What's going to, what is possible though, is that you're going to get tools and tips and very practical stuff because ladies who are out there, you know, and men who know ladies, the thing about me and I, I actually, this is kind of like a, a badge of pride that I wear. A lot of the feedback that I get and the, the testimonials from women who do come to my events and who do work with me is that they say, Deborah, the stuff you talk about is so easy and it's so practical and I can literally integrate it into my life right now. And after one week of using like five minutes a day of what I share, they are experiencing better energy, getting better sleep, feeling more energized, feeling more positive about who they are, having more confidence, and the list goes on. So at the tour stops, that's what you're going to get, right? You're going to have this experience and you're going to walk away with these very practical things that you can do in your life. Because I think, as I've said, I'm a native New Yorker. Am I allowed to, am I allowed to curse on this? Yeah. <laughs> I want for every single woman. And just underneath all of that, you know, like literally times up. We need women. We need women leaders. And 
when women are held back by, again, any of this shame, this fear, the silence, it, first of all, eats away at their own integrity, their confidence, their health mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, sexually. And I, we don't have time anymore. We don't yeah. have time. Like every single one of us has a purpose and to be held back. Like I feel, look, I'm in my, I'm actually in my late forties now. And Are you? Yeah, I'm going to be 47. Oh, when you said 10 years ago, I thought you were 28. Mwah. Oh man. Yeah. No. You have good skincare. It looks like. So, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think like, I, I don't want women to have to wait either as long as I have waited and, you know, and there's a whole other generation and here's the thing, like I don't have children and that was a conscious choice for me, but there are a lot of women who do have children and there are a lot of women obviously who have daughters and whether they have daughters or they have sons, when a woman gets freed up, she is going to change not only herself. She's going to change her family. She's going to change the community that she's in simply by who she's being. And yeah. that's what really excites me. And that's why I'm like, let's get out there. Like, let's go on tour. Let's take this as big as possible because time's up. And from a man's perspective, and not that you asked, but, what, you know, I from right. a man's perspective, there is nothing better than seeing a woman just embrace who she is. It, it, it doesn't matter the color, your size, your shape, whatever. Like, own who you are and be who you are. There is nothing sexier. There's nothing more beautiful. There's nothing more perfect than seeing a woman roar. Like, right. this is me. Rah! Like, you know, whatever. That yeah. girl's going to growl, but whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that is, there's nothing better than watching a woman come alive with who she is. And it goes that way with men, too. Yeah. But but men have always been put in a position to, hey, you're going to provide, so you go be the conqueror. I got a different experience. When my parents, when we, I grew, we grew up with money and then lost everything. And then my mom had to, went to go to work. My mom modeled, and, but she had to go to work. And, and she stepped up, and that is when I saw my mother come alive. And when my father told my mother, you'll never be anything without me, my mom said, watch this. <laughs> and my mom has been the most successful realtor in Oklahoma for God knows how many years straight. And she's also the biggest badass I know. And, and that is why I was sharing at the beginning, like that is the source of my inspiration. Yeah. And to see my partner, Karen, step into who she is. That ignites me because it makes me stronger and it makes our relationship happier because you're both full, complete people. And if you're not living your purpose, you are not complete. You are not full. You don't have to offer what you really, God put you here to offer. The mm -hmm. so women roar. Oh my gosh. I, first of all, thank you. I love hearing you say that. One of um, a friend and a colleague of mine many years ago did a study of 18,000 men. He's a, you know, a relationship and, and sex coach and um, 18,000 men all over the world. And he said, hey, what, you know, what is most attractive to you, you know, about women? And he said, across the board, in the top three uh, answers, every single time, it was either first, second, or third, every one of them said, a woman who's comfortable in her own skin. Mm-hmm. Not your hair color, 
not (laughs) whatever. I mean, sure. Those things were, you know, maybe two or three or whatever, but always a woman who's comfortable in her own skin. And so thank you for bringing that to the conversation because it's true when someone is whole within themselves, man and woman, you know, then that's really when you find your partner and a relationship, you know, relationship that can be and can really flourish. And a dear friend of mine said, yeah, because when you come whole, the other person comes whole, there is this third entity called a relationship that gets created. And so when you pull up, that relationship can really galvanize and move the trajectory of both of your lives. I, I, I am so happy that, and and this conversation is so timely. I, um, Cause it is, it's so, it's like, it, I can't women. I, and there's mostly women watching right now. I cannot stress to you enough how much your partner is craving for you to step up. And if that man you're with is trying to hold you down or hold you back, he ain't the one. You should, he, <laughs> you should want to see your woman be, she's going to love you more. You're going to enjoy your time together. You will be on your phone less. You will, you will be, I mean, you're, you're going to be engaged in the relationship. And that's all that women really want in the relationship anyway. They want you to be engaged and present. They don't worry about you hunting and providing. No, a woman that's on her own and standing on her own is that's the partner you want, in my opinion. Could be wrong, but I'm just telling you, I really believe that with all my heart. Because again, Two, you got one whole person and one half person, it didn't work. And the only way I believe that you could become whole is by living your purpose, living out the life that you were created to live. That is joy. That is happiness. That is how you bring value into a relationship. But I'm not the expert. You are. (laughs) Well, I love what you said. And I absolutely, you know, I do agree with you. And it creates a much more exciting dynamic relationship and life-wise. Golly. So what, like I, we talked about the tour now, like how many, how many spots, I mean, how many stops are there? I don't see it in the press release. Yeah. Well, what's, you know, what's so fun about the tour is, and we, you know, we talked about community at the beginning. It's literally again, this community effort because I'm partnering with local organizers in all wow. the cities that I'm going to, right. Cause I was like, well, this is a massive undertaking. I cannot do, you know, we cannot do things on our own. Um, and some people are making comments and, I, and they go by so quickly. So I'm sorry. I'll go back in and I will. Respond. Oh, Deborah, you rock and can't wait for your tour event in Pasadena, California. Oh, hey, Debbie. <laughs> I'm so Debbie. Debbie Zip is the local organizer in Pasadena. She runs a group called the Three Tomatoes and um, she's fantastic. And so she is our community organizer here for the Pasadena tour stop. And it's, it's women like Debbie that, you know, have allowed me to be able to really do this tour. And, right. and it's, it's so exciting because not only do I get to hang out with great women, um, but you know, we're, we're all really uplifting communities together. And so um, we've got 13 cities booked right now and wow. uh, we're booking into the second quarter. So that's first quarter. And then we're booking into the second quarter. So if you're watching and if you're interested, by the way, and you don't see your city listed, um, uh, it's igniteyourmojotour.com. So that's pretty easy. Igniteyourmojotour.com has all the current cities booked um, and tickets are available for all of them. Um, it, but if you are thinking, wow, this sounds super cool, w- would love for you to come reach out to me. 
right? Well, let's talk about it. And it's a real, it's a win-win. And, um, and I would love to go wherever you are, frankly, because um, the more the merrier in, in, in my perspective. So yeah, that's the way it's looking. So are you, do you have any stops planned in the Midwest? You know, no, I've just started talking, uh, looking at the possibility of um, the Chicago area, which I definitely want to go to. And someone asked me if I would go to Ohio recently. So I'm looking for Ohio Um, and um, where else? And we're just and I'm just talking to this will all be second quarter, but I'll I'll be going to Asheville, um, which I know isn't Midwest, but, you know, um, Asheville, North Carolina, Um, Atlanta will be coming up second quarter, um, all that kind of stuff. So. I I think I think you'd kill it in Oklahoma, um, I, I, in Texas too. I think I honestly like the women on the coast have a different ideology than Midwest, and and it's just a different culture altogether. Um, I believe, at least in my own experience, being from Oklahoma, I think you would kill it in Oklahoma. I think a lot of women, and there's a lot of women in Oklahoma, on Oklahoma from Oklahoma on here and Mississippi. In Texas and Arkansas, and um, I think you would just kill it because I think that that the 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 way things are different in the Midwest, mm-hmm. and I really really think that women need to hear your message there um, on, on a very large scale. Yeah, I love what you're doing. I love well, it. Wait, I am going. I'm going to Dallas on the sixth of February, and then Austin. the next the next night on the seventh of February, I'll be in Austin. So oh, fun. Yeah, so if you are in those areas, I'm definitely we've got that booked, and I'd love to come to Oklahoma. So let's let, let's talk. <laughs> Make it happen, Okies. Um, so all right, well, listen, I um, I really I I've enjoyed this. I love it. I lo- I love your energy first of all, but I love what you're doing. Um, so because because of that, I'm going to give you a giraffe. A giraffe. A giraffe. I'm going to give you a giraffe, but you cannot sell it and you cannot give it away. Okay. What are you going to do with it? I'm gonna. I can't sell it. I can't give it away. I'm gonna hug it. I'm gonna. <laughs> oh no, I'm not good at riddles. <laughs> it's not a riddle. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I I didn't even know I killed that question because there's a. <laughs> I loved. I I was asking that question at the end of every show just to throw people off and. And I got so I got started getting so many well thought out answers because people were planning for it that I killed the question. And I thought, you know what? You don't know about this question, so I'm going to give it to you. (laughs) No, so I was like, what am I? If I if I I don't sell it, I was like, well, I guess I could. Well, I can't give away, so I'm not going to pass it on. But I'm like, let me hug the giraffe and hold it and love it and appreciate it. (laughs) How about this one? So um, a uh, a penguin walks into a bar wearing a sombrero. What does it say and what does it do? I think it was a word. Um, uh, oh, you know, see, this is, I do not rock my mojo in this way. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, so, gonna, so. I'm just going to own up to that. You've completely stumped me, darling. That's okay. It's so, okay. <laughs> what does a penguin that walks into bar wearing? Because I'm like, tequila shots? I'm there. But <laughs> what, what, what does it do? <laughs> I, I, penguins don't talk. Oh. Well, <laughs> in certain movies, they do. <laughs> Como I estas? In, <laughs> I live in Hollywood, so our penguins talk, darling. That's, that's very true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Deborah, this has been such an honor. I am so grateful for you coming on the show today. Um, you're incredible. Um, and anything I can do to support you, please let us know. But you were amazing. And uh, again, thank you so much for your time. Oh, really? Thank you for having me. I appreciate you and all that you're putting out there. You have great mojo. So keep rocking it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful day. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching round two of Morning Gratitude at the mayor with the mayor in the afternoon. Um, what an amazing woman. Like, that's awesome. Like, I really enjoyed her. I, 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 I love hearing different perspectives and Again, I'm very, very motivated by people that are out there trying to change others' lives. And it doesn't matter if you're only working with men or you're working with kids or you all have a purpose, right? And and her purpose is empowering women. And that's a beautiful thing because, frankly, there's not enough women doing it. So, guys, check her out. Check out her website. I'm going to make sure to plug her information in the comments. But she, wow, it's just incredible. I, I love what she's about. And if you guys want her to come to your city, reach out to her or, or post your city in the comments here. Let's make this happen because I think she's doing an incredible work. Uh, I'm really, really, really excited to see how many more lives she transforms. Uh, but it was an absolute honor. Thank you, all of you. Mary, Debbie, Mary Ellen, uh, Rydell, good to see you guys. Rachel, good to see you. God, it's all women. Where all the men go? Jordan, um, you, did the men get scared off? Nick Harris, did you get scared off? <laughs> good to see you guys. Thank you so much for supporting our guest. Um, we'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. God bless you guys. Thank you again for all of the support. And go support our guest, Ed Gummett. Take care. Bye-bye. For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro colored bark mulch from the Home Depot. Now three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store.